This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Jerry Mays, the Kicking Lawyer, and we are live for another Law Talk. I hope this finds everybody doing well on this just freezing cold day. It's just coldest day of the year, right, Josh? Uh, sure. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, like, follow, subscribe to our content. We're on YouTube. We're across all podcast platforms. You can watch playbacks of the videos on uh, on YouTube. We are also on TikTok. You can follow us on TikTok and uh, uh, watch Josh do dances. It's his favorite thing to do. And... Uh, we want to thank our sponsors. We've got Coveting Comic Cons coming up August 20th and 21st. We do need sponsors for that event, and we're looking for vendors. So if you're interested in being either one, uh, it's a good opportunity if you're a local retail store uh, to come and share your product or brand with people that might not normally be uh, in, inclined to uh, patronize your business. It's a really good opportunity. Last year we had a lot of folks. So anyway, I, I, I just want you, you guys to go to covetingcomiccon.com. You can see additional details. If you don't know what it is, just ask us and we'll tell you about yeah, it. Guest forms are also now up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we got Michelle Allen is our longtime sponsor. She's a Cry Like Realtor. If you're buying, selling, renting, leasing, any form of anything with real estate, She'd be glad to help you. She's also a good contact for other stuff you need. So, like, if you're looking for homeowner's insurance and stuff, she can help you out with all that kind of stuff. And then the cellar, that's where I'm going after this because it's National Bourbon Day. It's uh, located in Covington, uh, right off the Covington Square here in town. And it's a restaurant, 1920s-themed restaurant, Prohibition Bar. Lots of good drinks, options. Father's Day is this weekend. Make sure you get uh, reservations in. Of course, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. If you want to become a kicking lawyer yourself, just... Go on over there. Uh, and then Masonite Digital Marketing. Josh will help you with your um, digital online presence, your your website, as well as video marketing, social media, and whatnot. So joining me today is a longtime friend of me personally and student in our martial arts school and is now a director of the local production of It's Puffs. Is it's that right? Puffs. Is Miss Heather McElmore. How are you, Heather? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. And so, uh, well, you know, you can let everybody know how we know each other. Um, let's see. We met when you were about 16, 17, and Master Stevens, which was, she wasn't a master at that time, opened the uh, Ripley Taekwondo School. Um, I had originally taken my very first class at Covington Taekwondo back in 1994, I think it was. Um, a really good friend of mine, he was my neighbor, invited me to class. And so I took my first free class there begged mom and dad to sign me up and um, eventually they did. The Ripley school opened and we got signed up there so it wasn't the drive to Covington and back every day. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, I was on Ripley's Most Wanted at one point. Do you know that? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I bring it up is you're talk when you're bringing up those memories, what it made me remember is when I was going over there teaching at that school, the Ripley school, right. I was driving a little red S10, a uh, little like one of those uh, extended cab little car, little trucks. It was like maroon and gray. And I was speeding all the time because I was always late. I think I would leave after school and rush over there to teach. And anyway, I got stopped one day by a whole bunch of Ripley's Finest. And they claimed, I don't, I don't think it was true, that 
I was on their list because it was that they said that karate guy was always speeding down through there. Oh gosh. Anyway, so yeah, that's so. And then so you you trained uh, there and then started training in Covington again. I and, did when my kids were older, you know, mm-hmm. old enough, and they they expressed interest, and I jumped on it right then. I was like, okay, that's it. We're going to sign up. Yeah. I missed it. I missed it um, so so much. I remember mentioning it to my husband Dustin several times. I said, when the kids are older, this is something I want them to do. I want them to do this. I miss it. Um, and that's kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. And now you guys own a school. We do. We in do. Millington. Yes. Excelsior Martial Arts, right? Excelsior Martial Arts. Yeah. Um, oh, how can people find out about that? Uh, we have a website. We're at excelsiormartialarts.com, and that is X-C-E-L-S-I-O-R for Excelsior. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And so on the theater stuff, was the first production that you were associated with Rocky? No, I did Beauty and the Beast in 2019. That's right. I remember that. Uh, I didn't remember the order was, of all of it, but I remember that. That was Brian and Jeremy's fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was at your birthday party singing karaoke, and um, they they bullied me into it. I am, I'm one of those people that if you challenge me, it's very hard for me to back down from said challenge, and they kind of poked the bear a little bit and uh, so I went and I auditioned the very next weekend mm-hmm. I remember that was the most nervous I'd ever been to sing in public because I can sing in front of large crowds but if it's just one or two people mm-hmm. I don't I don't usually want to sing for them <laughs> yeah I struggled with that on the Rocky thing so. personally too uh, the singing in front of people was a big thing because because unlike you I don't sing in front of people like I've been doing small since, crowds large crowds I don't sing well, I've been doing it since I was about three or four so knee high to a grasshopper as they say here in the south mm-hmm. um started in church my my grandparents and um my whole family actually would you know we did some of their gospel so um my mom and her siblings they all they would all perform together my uncle would play the piano um i had an aunt that would sing alto another that would sing soprano and it was just a great time something we always did um Anytime I go to my uncle's house, if I can get him to tickle those ivories, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so you did Beauty and the Beast, then you did Rocky. Yes. What And what else? I know you've done a bunch of other um, stuff. What else I've have you done? I've done Matilda with? and Spamalot uh, that I was on stage for. Mm-hmm. I've done, now I've worked on the set and props um, for several other shows, and then I directed Frozen Junior at the Ruffin. So. And the Frozen Junior, that there was a bunch of little kids in that one. We did. So we had a cast of 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had backstage crew was all 19 and under. So we had two, so I think we had three backstage. Then I had both of our spotlight operators were 13, 14, something like that at the time. I had uh, Gary Lewis did my lights and sounds, but then my son Nathan ended up directing all the guys in the tech booth. So he did all of that. Um, I remember we had so many kids. I think we ended up the final count it was 29 to 30 kids total and then there was only a handful of adults supervising that Mm -hmm. I mean Jeremy Jeremy Armstrong was my co-director for that uh, venture and I remember I told him I said I'm not sure what we're getting into but we're gonna go in this full steam ahead and see what happens yeah well it turned out well and uh, I mean I don't have the pay you know I, I used to be I used to do really well teaching the kids the little kids and as I've gotten older, my patience has worn. So I commend you on that. On the puffs, is it 
Uh, it's a younger cast, too, isn't it? Actually, The Puffs is all 14 and up. Okay. So, um, the original show was written by Matt Cox, and it was written for a bunch of adults. So, I was back and forth. I was like, okay, so which edition of this show do we do? So, did you have to edit it? Well, actually, the writer did that for us. Uh-huh. So, there are like three or four different scripts you can get for this show. There's uh-huh. one-act version, so there's two-act versions. What we're doing is called the Young Wizards Edition, which is more family-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, think more rated PG if you were watching it in a movie theater. Um, so it cuts out all the F-bombs that were in the original show. That's good. <laughs> that was a lot of them. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a bunch of, like, 30-somethings so it's, on it's stage. it's Harry Potter-themed, right? It is Harry Potter-themed. We can't use the words Harry and Potter together in the show uh-huh. because of a copyright issue. But, um, because but, but it, it, I'm just asking because I don't know. Yes. All I've seen is the promotional stuff you've done. Right. And it looked like it's, like, based on the the, cla- the, the schools or whatever they're in. It the, is. It's based the on houses the houses they're in, yeah. So the Puffs is a story of the Hufflepuffs. Mm-hmm. So what happened, you know, the Hufflepuffs were one of the houses we didn't see as often in the movies or if you're reading the books. They didn't get as much spotlight. Like, the Gryffindors got all the credit. Mm-hmm. You had the Slytherins that come in because, oh, those characters were evil. Mm -hmm. And then the Ravenclaws that were super smart, that would always come up with the answers, you know. But the Puffs got little to nothing until we got to year four with Cedric Diggory. Mm -hmm. Cedric Diggory dies in the Triwizard Tournament. Well, you've Uh, ruined it for me now. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of those really old spoilers that if you don't know about it. It's a really old spoiler. Okay, then he goes on to become a a vampire in Twilight, right? Uh And then he becomes Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was it? Because it was Robert Pattinson that played him. I didn't know that. I don't know that I've seen all the Harry Potter movies. You may not have. I read the books, uh, three or four of the books I read them. Back, the, the, you know, they came out years and years ago. They did, and my kids were little. Uh, but I remember reading the books. But anyway, I don't remember those specific. That's interesting. That I didn't really realize there was the Robert Patterson connection on it. And I, I didn't even put two and two together. It was Hufflepuff until you said that. It that is. it's called Puffs. It is. So is it a comedy? It is a comedy. Okay. It's, um, in my opinion, it's. I chuckle every night in rehearsals. I mean, even at the same parts each time, the cast does such a good job of you know, bringing forth the humor that's in the script itself that in some spots we just ad-lib and they have, they have myself and my stage manager, Deborah, we're rolling upstairs in the yeah. tech room. <laughs> Are the, um, so tell us some about some of the cast members. Like who's, who are the standouts here? Um, so we have David Fox is our lead. He plays Wayne Hopkins, which is um, who this show is mostly based around. So Wayne is our, he goes in and he's like, he, you know, suddenly he's going to a school of magic. So clearly he's special. And that means he's going to be like the most important person like in the world. In fact, it's in the script. And so, you know, we find all these things that keep happening to him and like, okay, well, I've got to go stop this troll that's in the dungeon. Well, then, well, Harry, stop the troll. And then there's this giant snake, which is the basilisk. Oh, well then, Harry stopped the basilisk, and then, you know, so forth. And But David, when we get to year five, David has befriended Cedric, and Cedric is such a big part of David's life. He looks up to him. And, of course, we all know, if you've seen in the movies, if you've read the books, Cedric dies. Well, the very next year, David spirals out of, David's character, uh, Wayne, spirals out of control because he has just lost this one person he's looked up to. It's like, oh, well, if Cedric can't even 
be, you know, the most famous puff. Mm-hmm. What chance do I have? So, you know, uh, and then David does such a wonderful job portraying Wayne. I mean, I don't think I could have cast that any better. It's almost as, as if the role was written for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but year five, David takes this character from here to here. And that's something I have, uh, you rarely see on stage in local productions um, that's done as well as he's doing this. And mm-hmm. I've worked with David on Matilda before this show. So it was kind of exciting to see him grow as an actor. Now, you ended up with an extra week to prepare we because did. you moved it. It opens this weekend, and yes. it was supposed to open last weekend. And I know that um, I noticed on the roughing page, people still have some concerns with COVID and everything. But that, I assume, is all resolved now. And We are. So we are, um, I want to by the time we open, it will have been almost two weeks to the day since the last person had uh, gotten the positive test and will be the and no one else has tested positive since then. Everyone's tested negative. In fact, the one that did test positive tested negative this week already. Mm-hmm. That tested positive last week. That was our last one. Cool. And so it opens this weekend, Friday, Saturday? Yes. Yeah, so we're doing a Friday night show. Saturday, we're doing a matinee at 2 and then a Saturday evening show. And then uh, we will not do a Friday the following week because they are showing uh, cabaret mm-hmm. there at the Ruffin. And then uh, on the 25th, that Saturday, we will also do a 2 p.m. matinee and a 7.30 showing. So it's a t- you got five shows total. We do have Friday, five. Friday, Saturday, and then Saturday, too. Yes. Yeah. So is it, it, it you encourage the people to dress up like their I do. Harry I Potter best? Absolutely. Wear your, you know, wear your, your robe. Bring your wand. Um, if you want to go all out, wear the house colors. Go right ahead. And... Um, so I have to ask, so what house do you uh, identify as? Me? Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I'd probably end up being a Slytherin, I'm sure. That's not an inaccurate I guess. guess. I would be, uh... That's probably right where I would put you because Slytherin are known <laughs> to be cunning. Uh-huh. Not necessarily evil. You know, we did have several evil Slytherin um, in our Harry Potter stories, but not the whole house was evil. But they are known to be cunning, and um, they're gold chasers. You know, mm-hmm. so goal as in G O O A L, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm the, I. I. I've dealt with this recently. In right. the last few weeks, I had a. I've had an inter interesting interaction with someone who I thought was friendly, and it turns out was not oh. for no reason other than I think they believe everything I market, and they believe oh. the kicking lawyer persona to be, uh, I guess, fact based. And which, I found is a, it, which means it's effective marketing. Oh, yeah, no, I, I was very <laughs> pleased that the marketing's effective, but they, it was clear that they think I'm this over-the-top type A, a-hole type that's just focused on money. And, you know, like I was telling uh, somebody that they, they that this specific person is talking about my car. My car I got on a super good deal the year, the, the day, the, like literally the 30th or 31st when the cars were all marked down, and I think I paid 27000 for it. So it's a hundred and something thousand dollar car that I got on a great deal. My suits are, well, other than this new, I did get a very fancy suit recently, right? A, a custom made suit because I thought I was going to that uh, horse race and it didn't come in in time anyway. But my suits are like $150. I get them on discount. And then my watches, they were, this, these people were going on about my watches. And I'm like, yes, I collect watches, but I, I'm a member of that watch gang. Right. Uh, subscription service that's yes. not expensive and you can sometimes luck- luckily get 
fancy. The fanciest watch I bought, I did buy myself a Rolex last year, uh, custom Rolex, but it was an old, uh, they call them a marriage watch because it was a pocket watch that's been made into a watch and it's nowhere near the price range that most people think are. It's just funny to me that people just believe all well, that. Well, they don't really know you at all then. But my because point, I've known you for, I forget how long uh -huh. now, but um, without doing the math, and I can honestly say that I have been privy to some of the financial stresses uh -huh. that have been on you yes. over the years when I worked for you. Um, and I can honestly say that those things are just not true. The money is not just rolling. <laughs> yeah, no, the money, not only is the money not just rolling, it's not the goal. Right. You know, no. the, the goal be, is, uh, success is relative. It is. And I think it depends on your individual view on it. It's just like in, you know, martial arts or otherwise. Some yes. people in the martial arts are focused on rank advancement. Mm -hmm. Some are just wanting to learn. Some like competition. And they're all valid pursuits. It's and just a different it is. metrics. Our, our brother said that you would be a Gryffindor, Jerry. Me? He could be. Uh, maybe. It'd be torn between the two. Well, I mean, and because of, you know, what you did with SWAT would mm -hmm. be why I would tend toward Gryffindor. Because there's so many different ways we could take it. Because Gryffindor is all about bravery. Um, it's the house that takes on the scariest situations. You well, know, you know, there's a there's a big line between bravery and stupidity. And I think some <laughs> people would line. probably say I tend to be on <laughs> one side more than the other. I, de I definitely jumped a lot, especially as a cop. I would jump a lot before uh, thinking. And I don't know. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes our, it's not. our brother also says he's got three dollars till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Make him stretch. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> So on, uh, you're the director, but you're not in this one. Correct. Right. Well, tell me, Correct. so you told me about David. Who are some of the other cast members to look out for? So um, Hannah Gay. Mm -hmm. I know she's, Hannah. Hannah's been in so many productions at the Ruffin. If you have seen a show at the Ruffin, you have probably seen Hannah on stage. Hannah has gotten to uh, stretch her, her wings out, as it were, in this show because she plays Susie Bones as well as other characters. So what happens is in the show... Most of the cast, might, maybe me, like sorry. four, I think it's four of them, do not play multiple characters. Everybody else is playing multiple characters. So uh -huh. she's playing Harry, and she's playing, um, I'm sorry, in the script it says Hermione. <laughs> uh, I forget which number she is. There's three of them, by the way. Um, then we have Colin, and you'll recognize Colin when Colin runs across the stage because Colin gets petrified. Colin was our little photographer that you'll remember that gets petrified um, in year two. Mm -hmm. So that would be your second movie, The Chamber of Secrets. So it sounds like there's a lot of references then for people to catch that they're fans of the Absolutely. series. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you have the professors are there. The headmaster is there. Um, you'll see some lovable characters that, you know, stood out. Is there a Hagrid? Up. There is. Oh, is there? There is. I remember the Hagrid character. He's called a very tall man in the script because, again, copyrights, but he's there. Um, he does not play a very large role. I was a little disappointed in the lack of Hagrid in our in our show, but uh, that's for Matt Cox, not for us. So, <laughs> Who's done the set and everything and all the props? So uh, Byron Haynes has actually built our set. Mm -hmm. um, now, his daughter, Violet, was in Matilda with us, and she was uh, a delight. She was a wonderful little child, so... Uh, but Byron is a um, homicide detective down in Memphis. So that was interesting. I got to learn that about him while he was at the Ruffin building our set. Yeah, I met him uh, at a board meeting. And I can't remember if it's because he's a board member now. I think his wife is. Okay. Uh, but he was real nice. He's very tall. Mm -hmm. um, and then Hannah has done 
she and a couple of the other cast members have been painting on the set, but it's mostly Hannah. Hannah's decided, okay, this is what it's going to look like. And ha she's like our, our resident uh, potter expert, I guess. We have a couple of them in the cast, but every time we have a question, it's usually Hannah can say, oh, well, this is what we should change here to make it more like this. And But she's gone, and she's painted our set. She's worked on several of our props. Um, we've had Miss Dawn Dietschy, I think I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Um, her daughter Lindsay's in our show. She's our narrator. But Dawn has uh, helped acquire some of our props. This is a very prop-heavy show. I've never seen a show this prop-heavy at the rough-in so it was it's an experience I mean if they've done it it's before you know that's had that many props it was before I started coming and what, seeing shows there because the last the first show I think I saw was you gave me tickets to it was uh arsenic and old lace and that was uh one of the Halloween shows they did back in I want to say 2016 maybe yeah that one is one they used to do pretty regular right um and then for those that just now may be coming in, what we're talking about is the Puffs play that's going to be at the Ruffin Theater this weekend and next weekend. The Ruffin Theater located here in Covington. As most of you know, I try to support and promote anything they're doing locally here, and uh, they're, they're doing that starting this weekend, Friday and Saturday. And just to, since we're on the topic, you also have got music on the square this weekend, so you could easily go listen to some live music on the Covington Square from 3 to 7. What time does it start? We are, um, we start the at 7.30. Seven, so you have two options. You can go and listen to the the Court Square, um, Music on the Square from 3 to 7, and then go watch Puffs. Or, and it'll be air conditioning in there. Yes. Or you could go watch their 2 p.m., 2 p.m., right, yes, matinee on Saturday, and then go to the evening music that's at Liberty Vintage Marketplace in Covington from 7 to 10. And, and the music is all free. And what are the tickets? The tickets are $15. 15 bucks. Is there a kid's discount or what's uh, the age? Not to my knowledge. So it's just we 15 straight done, across? Um, we haven't done a kid's discount since 2019, I believe. Yeah, but I thought, I thought we did like three and under or something was free. It, it some might amount, be. It may I, be. I, I don't remember. Well, pay for the kids anyway. All the money goes to the Ruffin. You know, the Ruffin's still recovering from the COVID stuff. So anyway, if you just tune in on that. Make, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up as she's talking through this, the Ruffin is now doing a thing where, and I recommend this for business owners, but you can do it, you know, if you're an individual that wanted a specific movie too. You can pay for the rights to the movie, to an old movie, and have that movie played there and have your own basically sort of a promotional event there. So, like, I'm looking at doing Enter the Dragon. Um, there's some lawyer movies we've looked at. And I know that uh, 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 Lisa Keith at Liberty Vintage Market is doing Cabaret that you were talking yes. about next weekend. And you can go, and uh, I can't remember if it's set up to where they're, there's a ticket price to get in, or you just come I, watch it. I think it's free to the community. Is my I think my I think I think you're right. I think it's yeah. free. I'm supposed to know because I literally was just at the board meeting and, and I forget. I think that's right though. I think I it's free to the, the community. Advertisement said free to the community. Yeah, because the Ruffin is getting the license license amount for the movie paid by the sponsor, and then I think the Ruffin would make some money on concessions. Right. I think that's how it kind of justifies. And then, of course, if you're, you know, as we're talking about the Ruffin, you can always become a patron. The patrons can get tickets, and there's other benefits. But more importantly, it benefits the community. You know, a theater is very important. You know, for Heather to have this venue to put on a play like this for this talented cast, we've got to keep this place open, pay the bills, fix it up, all this kind of stuff, and that's expensive. So becoming a patron is a good way. And then I also know, uh, I think it's this week, maybe it was today, the golf tournament. There's it's the 17th. Oh, so next weekend. Okay, so you got time This then. weekend. This weekend. It's this coming. No, I think it's a, like a Tuesday or something. So 
It's um, on jerrymason.com. I added it today. Okay, good. Well, just go to jerrymason.com and you can look at that. Right. But there's a there's a roughing uh, there's a, a golf tournament that's all sponsored all goes towards benefiting the roughing theater. So make sure you check right. that out. Yeah, don't shortchange yourself too. Buying ads for the programs also help uh, support these productions. Um, every little bit helps. Yeah. The smallest ad you can get is like an eight-page ad, I believe, and it's text only, and it's thirty-five dollars. And then the prices just go up from there for the bigger ads. Yeah, I had pretty much sponsored almost every show up to the last few months, right. uh, where we we had some adjustments, and so I've not for lack of interest, I've just cut back on doing a lot of those sponsorships. But I did them for years, and so part of the reason a lot of you know about us or see us is because of the product placement in some of those local places. I sponsor baseball teams and soccer teams and whatever else, and the roughing, uh, and it's almost a different different demographic too in there. So it's a it's another good opportunity to reach new consumers. So I like it. Y'all have y'all have programs this one? We will have programs. Um, they will, I think they're going to be printed like tomorrow or Thursday, hopefully. Um, we had one or two last minute changes we had to make and we had some last minute ads come in. So that's good. You know, that's what we've been waiting on. And to buy the tickets, I know we're doing them at the door. Can they do them online still? Um, to my knowledge, for this coming weekend, yes. Uh, we had some issues with some dates and times that were wrong on the website, but they can go to the tiptonartscouncil.org and they can find our tickets there. Yeah, or, you know, a lot of people are going to buy it. You're going to buy when you get there. And I don't think that's going to necessarily be a sellout, although that'd be awesome. So just show up and you can get in and, right. and see it. Um, yes. but now they uh, they also said that if you bought tickets in advance for last this previous weekend when we had to be postponed that you could they would honor it at any of the showings so yeah so good opportunity to come see it so this weekend next weekend yes. puffs Harry Potter themed right. my um, she's basically my sister-in-law Mary lives in Arkansas I don't know if she ever watches or pays attention to this but she is probably the biggest Harry Potter fan that I've ever seen. She's oh, huge. Nice. She she literally buys the Legos, right? Like the Harry Potter Legos, still and puts those together, and then has uh, I mean, you name it. She she's got it. She's got the wand. She's got the books. She's got for Christmas. We get her the clothes and stuff like Harry Potter right. clothes. She's big the on the Hogwarts set. Was incredibly involved when I look at it. It was like you remember the Star Wars Death Star that had all the pieces, the Lego set, like it's that level of difficulty and all the pieces, there were so many pieces. Have you been to the Universal Studios Harry Potter park? I have not, it's on my list of things to do. We've been twice and it is a great experience. Even though I'm not, I mean, I've read the books, I know what's up with it. I know Cammie wants to go really bad, my daughter. You feel like you're in the Harry Potter world. Like, they do a really good job. The whole right. thing looks it. They've got, you can go into the wand, wand store. They got uh, butterbeer. Um, you can, we, the first time we went, we did the, uh, there was like a cl- traditional English breakfast you do. I forget who the person was that was there, but it, it, anyway, it was, it was, I remember it being both times. It was very, the first time I went with the kids, they were little, and then the second time was like two years ago, Mal and I just decided to go to Orlando right. on a whim and went together, just the two of us, and uh, and it was a lot of fun. So I highly recommend it. Universal Studios in general, I recommend over Disney World all day, well, every that day. Was, that's always our pick over Disney is we would rather yeah. go to Universal. Well, I'm, and everybody I ask says the same thing because Disney, they pour all their money into marketing their park instead of actually pouring it into the park itself, whereas Universal puts all of their money into the actual parks, and that's right. why they're, they're so much better, in my opinion. Yeah, no. 
I've been to both Disney. Now, I'm an adult, and I never went as a kid. So I've been to Universal Studios twice as an adult, and I've been to Disney World several times over the course of, I, sh I say as an adult, I, from when I was on the World Demo Team, we would do practice there, and so I got to get into Disney World a lot. But Disney World, to me, was for little kids. Right. Like, the, the benefit to me on families is Universal Studios has stuff for little kids and stuff for adults. There's a lot. They have that Dr. Seuss world. They got the Marvel uh, universe. Don't forget there. Jurassic Park. That's my they got favorite. Jurassic Park. <laughs> they've got. There's a bunch of different theme stuff that's really cool, and they've got rides for both adults and children at Universal Studios. To me, it's way better bang for your buck at Universal Studios than Disney. But I am an old man, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But I'm telling you what, that Harry Potter stuff is worth it. And I, I've heard that the Star Wars stuff that they have now at Disney World is is good, but. Um, I haven't heard that. I heard that their hotel they've got is overpriced. No, they well that one is. You know they got the one that you pay. It's like ten grand for two days, but it's like a fully immersed. You're in the Star Wars world type thing. Yeah, but they said it's like they the cabins don't even have windows. That they're little screens that they mm -hmm. try to make it look like there's stars passing by, like you're in a starship. And they said, look, Disney somehow convinced everybody to pay like thousands of dollars for these cabins that don't even have windows. I know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know. We went, so we did go, uh, the the year I was talking about, Madeline and I just went down there. We did go to Disney World because I'd never been. I wanted to go there instead of Universal Studios. And we went to the Hollywood, uh, whatever camp, whatever they call it, Hollywood Park, the one that had Star Wars. And they had built a lot of it out. It wasn't all built out. But I was disappointed in it, the part that I saw. Because we would go in, these parts they were building out, and you'd wait in this line. And it was just to meet a dude dressed up like the character, you know, which... I mean, I guess that's good, but it's like I'm waiting in this long line, and you didn't even know what we were waiting on. We were literally standing in line, and I was like, "It better not be just to meet some dude." And sure enough, we get <laughs> up there, and it was just to meet some dude. So, uh, not to get on a sidebar on it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I I think Universal Studios is the way to go if you go to Orlando. Speaking of which, we're going. Are you? You're going to? You're going to? Um, we are. We're globals. up there on whether or not we're going to get to actually go. So hopefully, I'll know something tomorrow. Oh, so you're not sure if you're going to get to go um, to Globals yet. You know, you know it, tomorrow's the deadline to register. It is. It is. And it's making me super nervous. Um, well, if it makes we you feel any go, better, if it makes you feel any better, I've registered for the Masters stuff, right? I know. And so Dustin and I were gung-ho. We're like, we've got to go because we did not miss your first master ceremony and we did not want to miss this one. So we drove to Little Rock for that one, mm -hmm. just for that. We didn't go for any other reason. And I appreciate it. Um I mean, we did get to go and see Mr. Butler compete the next day because we were already in town and had not left yet. But we went for we went for the master ceremony, and we were like, we cannot miss this. We can't miss this. This is a big moment. Well, for, I mean, I've had to kind of you. plan for it too because I have to be there on the fifth. Right. So we're going to drive down the fourth, or at least I am. Madeline's not even sure she can get all the days off. Right. So she's debating me driving down by myself, and then maybe her flying in Wednesday or Thursday. But as of right now, I still haven't decided yet. We're talking about the GTMA Globals. It's a big tournament that's coming up uh, Ju the week of July 5th through the 10th or whatever through there. And it's a big world tournament for our martial arts organization. Yes. And so people go compete. They test. They do they do seminars, training, and stuff like that. I'm doing the uh, – to become a – I'm a seventh-degree black belt, but to be titled senior master, I have to go through this training and ceremony. And so I got to be there that whole week. So Tuesday on, I'll be there for the beatdowns and everything. Yes. Uh, but I haven't registered yet for any of the seminars. So I'm I not looked sure. at the seminars. I really wanted to do uh, Chief Master Kathy Lee's Song Jabong seminar. I did. Um, I did a seminar with her back in 2019. We did the um, 
the song knots, which are commas for those of you who don't do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed that seminar. I had a great time doing that one. Yeah, she's a great teacher too. So she, yes. All of the ones that are teaching the stuff, I'm very interested in. I mean, even the the dude teaching the judo, obviously the jujitsu. Um, there's some really good seminars to do. Yes, but... now we met him at Global last year. Also, mm-hmm. he was with the Fuji Mats. Yeah. Well, I I don't. I, I mean, also to be honest. I, if I get a day free there, I was like, maybe I can go to uh, Universal yes, Studios time. instead of be stuck at the, not, the, not that it's bad to be stuck at the thing. That's what you're going there for. But you're in right. Orlando. So when we travel, it's seven of us because it's six of us with the kids. And then my mother-in-law comes to help watch the kids yeah. while we're doing other things. Yeah. Well, I'm going to. So I, I, I'm at the Gaylord. Right. And honestly, I mean, it's expensive, but it was cheaper than I thought it would be considering yes. because they have the deal, the GTMA uh, right. block deal is not a bad, not actually not a bad deal. And honestly, in Orlando, almost any of the stays there are going to be very pricey. Of course. So, I mean, you know, and I eat a specific diet, so I'm used to bringing my food. As long as there's a refrigerator, I'll probably be okay. And that saves on money too. Right. When we so. went to Texas, we ended up doing um, an Airbnb mm-hmm. and cooked all our meals there. Yeah. See, I haven't. I've never done an Airbnb. Madeline knows I have a phobia of other people's places, which uh, makes no sense because a hotel, everybody and their dogs well, been in there, right? It's very similar to the hotel experience, as a lot of people just buy these houses and use them just to rent out for that. Like they don't live there, and the one we got, they don't live there. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of people buy them as investment properties. Right. Uh, let's see. Jamie said, "I'm looking forward to Super Nintendo and Universal Monsters coming to Universal in 2024." That'll oh, yes. be cool. Yeah, they're adding yes. a. It's basically like a Mario World that Nintendo mm-hmm. World they're doing. They already have it in Japan. I was going to say Japan's cool. got a Mario Super Mario. Yeah, World. it's the same thing. They're just bringing it to the U.S. Um, but it looks really cool. I've seen videos of it online. They got the little like coin blocks you can jump up and hit, and they yeah. light up and make the noise. Yeah, I've okay, seen I videos of the Japanese one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Disney's got to do something though. I mean, the Star Wars thing may be great. I noticed Nick said, uh, "Oh, Galaxy's Edge." That's what it's called. Yeah. Yes. He said he wants to go. I mean, if it's fully immersive, that might be cool, but I know it's super expensive. It's so overpriced. The other problem with Galaxy's Edge is it's set during the sequel era, which no Star Wars fans really care that much about. (laughs) So it's like, why did you set it during the original So we can ask Heather her opinion on that, and you can give yours, Josh. So Not to change from Harry Potter to Star Wars, but something to talk about. Um, Which is your favorite Star Wars film? Mm, My favorite. Oh, that's a toughie. Let's see. Obviously, the original trilogy has to be the best. Let's see which one was my favorite, though. Oh, I can't pick. I'm can't sure pick. Dustin likes whichever one has a paintbrush in it, right? <laughs> Actually, Dustin. That's an inside you know, joke. Dustin doesn't hate Star Wars, but it's just not his favorite. He's a Star Trek guy. He is a Star Trek guy, which mm. he and I agree that they are not even the same the same genre so no. we have star wars is fantasy and star trek is science fiction yeah that's true, star, yeah. That's true. exactly <laughs> that's exa- right. and that's the what's up, that's what they were originally intended but right. people compare them all the time yes. and i want i like both of them i adore i like the new star trek show that's out i like it As a matter of fact i pay for cbs all whatever it is the the cbs app so i can watch right. the new star trek show um, Josh, favorite Star Wars movie? You're going to say one of the crappy ones. Uh, I think last time you asked me that, I said Revenge of the Sith. But it's between... I like the Revenge of the Sith. That one's good. Yeah, I, lo- I love that one. It's the only one of the prequels that I really genuinely enjoy. Um, right. But it's between that one, Empire Strikes Back, and Rogue One. All three of those, I think, are top tier. Mm, the prequels yeah. are terrible. No, Rogue One. <laughs> no, the worst really one good. is obviously Last Jedi. Everyone knows yes. it's mm. a fact that Last it Jedi is the worst mm. film ever made. I, <laughs> I think... say, I didn't hate it, hate it, but it was Oh, not- I did. 
did. My favorite. It was my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, uh, I hated it, and I've made it known. <laughs> yeah, don't say. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick one um, Star Wars movie, it'd probably be... It's hard, because Empire Strikes Back, I think, was a better movie as far as like the the plot twist and acting it was but, which is made why well, i can't pick my favorite but i really liked return of the jedi with luke as a jedi yes you had jabba on there boba fett's on there you got a, a you know all those scenes are great plus you got the the ewoks i mean the jungle fights and stuff so <laughs> somebody commented said that caravan of courage is their favorite it's one of the ewok movies oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. hey i like those ewok movies i, I like them too i grew up with yeah. them you know i didn't watch the ewok movies yeah so they're, they're better than last jedi i can tell you that <laughs> no one would ever know that you hate that movie, Josh. I don't know uh, just, how you kept it secret that, uh, for so long. I tell you what, Rogue One was good. Rogue One, I have was to say, very good. the ending, very good. the ending that tied it into the start of the original Star Wars: New Hope, the New uh, Hope. was impressive because Vader was that was impressive. I tell you another scene. If I, I mean, there, there's a couple of times because I was a huge Star Wars nerd, so there's a couple of times in the Star Wars movies and, and uh, series that. We're like, oh man! It was like this is a great experience, and the 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 one that I liked the most was the Mandalorian, where Luke comes up and just starts decimating mm-hmm. everybody. The uh, Death Troopers. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That was one of the best scenes I had seen. It was so a real good experience. Nathan's taking German this year, and so we have laughed so hard over you know the big revelation of Darth Vader being Luke's father, because Vader in German means father. <laughs> I didn't know that. Surely that's not so, what they meant, though. I wonder if his that's name what he was meant. literally well, see, Darth Daddy. Somebody, what are you, what are you watching? Somebody watching may know the answer to this, okay? And I'm sure in Star Wars lore they know, but I'm not sure that George Lucas knew that plot twist until they I, got to. I don't to think it. he did. He may not yeah. have. I mean, if you don't. And he, he definitely did not know that Luke and Leia were brother and sister because oh, they no. kiss in Empire Strikes right, Back yeah, on the mouth. Right. So, yeah, that wasn't... Well, that, I mean, I could see him die. trying to throw that off. But, like, you know, the fact that he has it as 4, 5, and 6, you know, his episode mm-hmm. 4, 5, and 6, it, it infers that he had a 1, 2, and 3, but I don't think he had written any of that. I, I think just, I like all the crazy coincidences in the Star Wars universe. Like, the fact that Darth Vader builds this C-3PO robot that ends up being his daughter's droid on down the line that then lands randomly on the sand planet that just happens to be right down away from where her brother is living and hiding oh and who's also the son of Darth Vader. Like, it's just so many extreme coincidences. It's almost like Dolly. someone wrote this, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, have you watched Obi-Wan? I have not watched Obi-Wan. I'm not pleased with it thus uh, far. Yeah, I'm not I have either. not been home long enough to watch Obi-Wan. <laughs> I, I understand. I'm the same way. I, I usually crash course that stuff. Like, I'll tell you a series that's underrated. Now, you got to have a good stomach for it and you got to don't have kids around. Um, but the boys on Amazon. Oh, yeah, I've it's seen very that. Good. I see the advertisements come up for it. Well, the new season's out, and I didn't think they could make it worse, and it's gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first episode late last night. I have to wait till Madeline goes to bed because uh, she's always watching some digging show or some ancient alien show. Anyway, oh, that's Dustin's thing. He likes ancient aliens. <laughs> she's that's all. The she's guy's all, hair got bigger every yeah, season. Yeah, she's all about that. <laughs> but anyway, I watched uh, the first. The pre the, the the new seasons episode on the boys and it's different. Let's just say that, like literally the right. first the first scene is is disturbing. I'm, I'm but on, it's a good show if you hadn't watched it. I'm almost done with Last Kingdom. It's really good. 
Yeah, I, I watched all of that. You know, that's one of our relatives. Yeah. It's based off our relatives. Anyway. All right. Well, I deviated enough. All right. Anything that's last right. you would like to tell us about Puffs or Heather Macklemore or anything right. in general, Heather? Um, Let's see. So for the Puffs show, uh, come not expecting the the story of Harry. Don't come in expecting the story of Harry. Uh, come expecting Harry to be there. Expecting all these stories that happen around Harry to happen. It's like um, a Rogue One. It it very much is. Mm -hmm. It's um, it come expecting just to have a good time. So if you're bringing your kids, um, we've made it as family friendly as possible. I can tell you that there are some jokes about puberty and what happens when uh, when teenage boys get excited, and there are jokes um, at the expense of uh, you know that. And you have because we are again going through these seven years. At Hogwarts, so um, let's see. There are no, there's no language worse than saying "what the hell" in the whole show. So you guys are safe to bring your kids, um, and we encourage you to bring them because that's the way we have been, you know, prepping the actors to uh, expect younger audiences. Because yeah. we actually had, I had younger people audition than what I was originally hoping for. Um, I would have loved to have done. A 30 somethings cast for the whole show and been able to really let them you know do their thing on stage but we had teenagers and we had some college kids and but we've had a great time working on the show together so i can't even complain about that well good so what what after what's after this one is there anything else um, you're wanting to do theater wise with wherever theater i would love to do more shows i have um so my dream role is ursula i want to be ursula a Little Mermaid. I think yes. they're doing Beauty and the Beast next. They are doing right? Beauty and the Beast next. Mm -hmm. I, I promised my husband I wouldn't audition for that show because that would be three shows back to back and two was enough for him. He's running the Taekwondo school when I'm that, when I have to zip out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian deals with the same issue because he's like he's in Adam's family right now he is. in yes. one of the Bartlett Collierville Theater it's or something in like that. Yeah. At, um, at the Herald. And then he did he just did another couple and so sometimes I think his wife gets a little done that he's done. So oh, many. she does. She has put down the hammer a few times. Yeah. You have to take a break occasionally. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they're pressuring me. I, I don't know that this is going to hold any uh, water, but they're wanting me to do Rocky again. I still want to direct that show. Well, I don't know who's interested in that. Apparently you are. I'm just torn on, because what people don't realize is to do that role, especially the, the, the last, well, both times, the first time, I lost like 50 pounds to do the role. I remember. And then the second time, I even got leaner. I and, didn't lose uh, any weight while I was doing that role. Well, I was one very time, pregnant. yeah, I was going to say you had an extra person one time. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I, I, uh, I tended to, What I told them was if they could get Brian Huffman to come back mm -hmm. as Frankenfurter, because he'd said he'd never do it again. Then I said that I would do well, no, Rocky. I can but tell you that he. Uh, I he heard that uh, he wanted to do Frank. Yeah, he said he wanted to do it. He again. said he that's the only role he wanted. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess we shall see. Um, but, yeah, well, thanks, Heather, for being on with Absolutely. us. Uh, for those that just came in, this is Heather McElmore. She's the director of Puffs that starts this weekend at the Ruffin Theater, Friday and Saturday this weekend, and then next weekend, Saturday, two shows on Saturday, a matinee at 2 o'clock, and then 7.30, I think she said, for the evening show. Yes. You can also find me at martialartsmama.com. I am on Facebook and um, Instagram as well. That is my blog. I don't do a lot with the website, but I do more with the social media. Mm -hmm. Honestly, because the website's very involved and it's time consuming. 
Yeah, I understand. So. Well, if I didn't have Josh but. helping me with it, I wouldn't be able to do the stuff we got. But uh, I appreciate y'all taking the time to watch this today. I did start early, so if you just came in, you got to back it up and you can watch the whole thing. We started a little early because I have a cellar thing to do later. Uh, if you if you miss that, it is National Bourbon Day, so maybe we'll see you at the and cellar. And you didn't bring me any. <laughs> no, well, Brian came no. in earlier wanting to have a drink, and I didn't have any. And I was like, uh, I got this. I got to do the podcast, Brian. And in my experience so far, doing the podcast with bourbon is usually not good for the audience. I think. Oh. So. Anyway, uh, the Covington Comic Con is coming up August 20th and 21st here in Covington at the Civic Center. If you want to be a sponsor, if you're interested in being a vendor, just go to CovingtonComicCon.com. There are vendor and sponsorship forms on there. We do need sponsors and vendors now. We're trying to build that up now. It's a great opportunity to get your business in front of people that otherwise might miss you. Uh, Michelle Allen's a longtime sponsor. We appreciate her support. She's your go-to realtor with Cry Like Realty. If you're trying to buy, sell, rent, lease real estate, Michelle will help you out. And, of course, I run Mason's High Act. Well, I own it. John Adams is running it. We had him on a couple weeks ago. Mason's High Octane Martial Arts has been open since technically 93. I'd uh, be glad to help you kick people in the face there. And then the cellar, I just mentioned it's National Bourbon Day. You can go by there, full drinks at the bar, full menu. And we got some awesome Father's Day specials this weekend. You do need to call to make reservations for Father's Day. Father's Day is already booking up. So if you're interested in bringing your loved one there for Father's Day, give us a call. And then, of course, Josh will help you with Masonite Digital Marketing to take your brand to the next level. Accelerated. And who I got next weekend, Josh? Uh, right now it is going to be Mr. Paul Teague, who's an old friend of mine. He was in some of my early movies way back in the day. Yeah, you said we were going to talk about politics. Yeah, he's a big politics That'll guy. That'll be exciting. Yeah, he's I'll very, bring... very open, too. So. Okay, well, I'll bring my left-leaning stuff next week, next yeah. Tuesday, so we can have a good discussion. There you go. Yeah, anyway, well, thank you again, Heather. Thank you. And thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next Tuesday, so keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.